Whether you are thinking about becoming a restaurateur or you are already in the business, Michael Politz has written a must-read, The Food and Beverage Magazine's Guide to Restaurant Success. Pick up your copy today at Barnes & Noble, Amazon, Books a Million, or wherever fine books are sold. Food and Beverage Magazine Live, bringing food and beverage to life with your hosts, James Beard Award winner Jennifer English and Food and Beverage Magazine publisher Michael Politz. Featuring leaders in the hospitality, branded food and beverage, and CPG industries, many of whom are Jennifer and Michael's friends in the business. For an informal and informative conversation where friends in the business share the latest intel, ideas, and best practices. Live, juicy inside scoop from the tastemakers, newsmakers, bread bakers, drink shakers, spoon lickers, clam diggers, farms, foodies, and friends of the food and beverage magazine world. Here are your hosts, Jennifer English and Michael Politz. Well, hello, friends, and welcome. I'm Jennifer English. I'm your editor-at-large, and we have our publisher, Michael Politz, here with us. When Michael shows up, you know this is an important day, a big day. And in the realm of Food and Beverage Magazine, when we get our cover stars on with us, it is truly a red-letter day. That's what we have today. Michael Politz, how did you arrange all this? How did you wrangle this? Jennifer, it was all you. It was all you. I, you know, can I tell you how I did it? I had to do the takeaway. I had, I was supposed to have lunch, a big luncheon in, in Beverly Hills with, when Paul was there hosting an event. And I said, you know what? If I go, he's not going to want to appear. I'm out of there. So I took it away. And he was, he was like, you know, you know how it works, Jen, right? You know, because like so where are you right now? Where, you're in the Delta Sky Lounge. Where are you? I am on, in the foothills of Hollywood. So I am close to where our superstars do their thing but i'm in the delta lounge where the proof awards places product and this is their proof award winner cocktail for the month but i gotta tell you i'm not even taking a sip of that because do you know what i have nobody wants to talk about i know yeah what's that do do you want to know what i have here i do yes do you know how hard it is to make something that seems so simple People drink a great sip of bourbon and go, wow, that's good. They have no idea what goes into it, but what it starts with is an intention. We're going to talk today with Ian Summerhalder and Paul Wesley, and we are going to have a chance to understand where great, not just good, but great spirits are born. They're born with art and intention, and that's what these guys have. Let's 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 introduce them, Jennifer. I can't wait any longer. I feel like... I feel like my 23-year-old daughter right now. How did how did you meet these fantastic men, Ian, Paul? It's so lovely to have you here with us. Welcome. And I raise my glass to welcome you. And of course, look what we have. We have your goodies. Oh, I love the glass. Paul, you have very good taste. But Ian, I told you before when I saw you, my dad wore hats like that. And I'm just swooning. Cheers, dears. Cheers, lovely. Paul, what Paul is drinking actually is our rye. Yeah, I'm drinking our rye, which is not released yet. So uh, it's, that's why it's in a special glass. Ian, Ian actually poured it in a special glass. I wanted him to get the nose because we're really look at the legs. We finally just got this rye dialed in, and it's amazing. Jennifer, thank you for that introduction, and thank you for having us. Jennifer, Michael, we are so blown away to be here with you. And oh, I set it down because my dog was destroying it. But to be with you guys 
and to have had this interaction with you, we are so beyond grateful. And so let's talk about bourbon. Thank you for introducing it that way. We believe in this. This is our baby. And um, whew, you know how hard this stuff is. It's been just the most magical journey ever. Jennifer, I'm going to go backstage. I'm going to let you talk the technicalities. You know, all, all of, we love these guys. We're behind, guys, the Food and Beverage Magazine, 100% behind you, whatever you need. He can't even take his nose out of the glass, Jennifer. That's how much he loves this product. Because it's delicious. It's right, absolutely go. delicious. Go. Bye, guys. And Thanks, man. Tony, can you just show us a quick glimpse of the cover? We've got our fabulous engineer, Tony, on the case. Let's just show the cover of the recent Food and Beverage Magazine featuring Ian and Paul. There it is. Hey, Spencer, will you grab one? So, Tony, let's make the guys big. Keep me small the whole show. Nobody wants to see me. Everybody wants to see Ian and Paul. But I'm going to tell you. Oh, there it is. Brothers Bond. I love that. I absolutely love that. So, look at that. Perfect. Boom. It's been there. Just the other day, my dog came in and she was soaking wet and she was destroying it. So, I moved it. So, the first thing I'm going to tell you is I've been in this business a long time, and what you've done is twofold. You've made something that's truly irresistible, and irresistible is one of those things that's the hardest thing to do in any realm, in any work of art. This, to me, is as much an art as the work you do in the other part of your life. You are artists, and this is just another fine art that you are practitioners of. Talk about being artists and how there is a real alignment with the art of spirits and this particular bourbon, and how as artists in another realm, you were really aligned with the ability to make something this damn good. Did you know what's been coming to me lately about art? Because I mean, obviously art is so subjective, right? But what's been coming to me about art is discipline. Like the best painters or actors, whether on stage or on screen, the greatest writers, you know, it's like Rembrandt, I'm not comparing ourselves, I'm saying Rembrandt or Picasso or anyone, it came from discipline. It's so funny. Constantly, well, you're back in no, it now. No, no, right but it's now. so funny you should say that because I'm reading a book right now called Atomic Habit, which is literally about good habits and discipline. So it's just so funny you should say that. I'm it, literally in the middle of reading that. I mean, this Urban came from, I, I not not to sound like to, to diminish it, strict discipline with he and I saying, we know that we need two things, two major things, immediate approachability and complexity and nuance like nothing else on the market, especially in the price point, period. How do we get there? So it set us on that journey. So over a year of blending required discipline and never giving up, never stopping, never compromising. And obviously, while the, the, uh, the enemy of good is perfection, this was not a space that we could not have this perfect. And so that- But you know, perfection is subjective. Totally. Fortunately, Ian and I have very similar palettes. So when we, you know, imagine we didn't have the same palette because then we'd be like, it's perfect. And it's, no, it's not, you know? Yeah. So at least we, we agree on that. Um, which is which is great because when we knew we when we had that flavor profile we both knew it, um, just like our rye that we're sipping. It's like we both know we have it. You know, just know you know when you know you know. Yeah, and of course rye has that nice spicy note. I think that's so incredible. Let's talk about that point that you just made. Here's perfection, 
And here's irresistible. It's at the same level. You have to rise really high to get there, but it's not perfection and it's not the enemy. It's really something that is attainable. Perfection, as far as I'm concerned, is never attainable and it will derail the best efforts and intentions. This to me goes in the right direction and gets to irresistible. And doing that requires connoisseurship and discernment. Let's talk a little bit about how you developed this incredible discernment that allowed this product to come to life. And then what was ignited in you to say, we can't find what we want. We need to make it for ourselves, basically, once you realize your palate was well, as good as it is. Well, you and I have been professional is. bourbon drinkers for um, quite some time now. <laughs> you know, that, that, the they, last 13 years, for sure. Yeah, they, they say, um, you know, when you're a writer, they say, write what you know. Um, so when you're creating an alcohol, you create an alcohol that you know. So, you know, we've been drinking bourbon forever. Um, and so I, I think that's probably, uh, you know, I don't know if you want to speak to that. By the way, I just... Um, for good luck, I keep, uh, I don't know why, but I keep our first call sheet from Vampire Diaries. It sits in my desk, um, sitting there. So, dude, that was March of 09. Wow. 13 years ago. Think about that. 13 years is a really long time. And so he and I have been talking about this for, oh, well, now over a decade, well over a decade. Um, and so talking about that discernment, like write what you know. I think that we could argue, or actually not argue, the point is, is that there's a lot, there are a lot of products out there that maybe don't have the authenticity to the artists themselves. This was the single most authentic thing that we could have ever done, but, but also too, this goes back to think about like the American dream, right? You have a, 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 a guy who is first generation from Eastern Europe and a guy who was from the South and we grew up very, very differently. And we came together in Atlanta, Georgia, and we started drinking bourbon. Um, I had been drinking it since, I mean, you know, I mean, I'm from New Orleans. So, but we fell in love with this and we loved it to our core. So much so that we, even on television for eight straight years, this is what was like the bonding moment. So these boys bonded on screen over bourbon. Paul and I bonded off screen over bourbon. You bring that together and you have a love and a palette and a quote-unquote discernment that goes so deep not to sound too cerebral about it but like so deep into our souls that this bottle literally has our soul in it you know and so that i think you taste you smell it on the nose you taste it on the mouth and everything that comes as a result of this is going to have that exact same uh, what do you call it like um dna dna to quote, to quote uh, Vincent Hanna, our CEO, it's, you know, same deal. It's got an incredible essence, but I really want to talk about something that you have an intention that you've brought to life here. We talk about spirits being social lubricants, and that's one thing, but there's something different. When an artist makes something in the capital F fine arts realm, and they are encountering a human being who takes a sip and has an experience their reaction is what makes it art the human connection the bond when you sip something that you've made for me when i see your painting when i watch your work on screen when i sip your bourbon you're giving me something to react to and we are bonding artist and savorer 
one of the things that you do with this is you cultivate conviviality, which is the joy of bonding. I want you to talk about the joy of bonding, conviviality, and how this is the key that unlocks the conviviality in the Brothers Bond tradition. What do you think? <laughs> um, God, that's a really like deep, complex question. Um, but it's super cool because it's like, it, it's what it just, it's what we're just coming out of after just building, you know, after spending the last couple of years building out this company and now just finishing this ride program that we just built out which has taken a really long time. But don't you think that that it, like the pandemic had something to do with like, you know, creating that kind of art in the sense that we had always wanted to make something that's I feel like the name Brothers Bond came from like a subconscious place of like wanting to bring people together and wanting to like do something decent and good and and kind of like yeah, optimistic right. and hopeful, you know, after, you know, two years of like, you know, people feeling incredibly disconnected and then you know you suddenly you have this spirit which is really ultimately um you know alcohol is about bringing people together in general you're not supposed to really drink it on your own even though i do but you're supposed to you know drink it in good company and so i think like that was a big part of it don't you think you always say that it really was actually and you know we had built this all out it was pre this was pre-pandemic but pandemic is when we really started diving into the nuts and bolts and the all the big production aspects, right? All the big financial sides and the production sides and the storage and like, it's pretty major. I think that you're right. I think that we could argue now, or again, sorry, not argue that right now, we need togetherness more now than we ever have. Coming out of post pandemic, which we're still kind of in, and then looking at what's going on in the world, I think that now is the time for people to come together in good spirit, no pun intended, with good spirits, but to to bond. And and because that's all we've known, we've known this for a really long time. Paul and I have just been doing nothing but bonding. And so to be able to share that and, and for people who maybe didn't like this flavor profile, which I've very found very few. Um, I was going to say, yeah, I haven't met them yeah, yet. No, typically it's more about ABV, people saying like, oh, I only drink 100 proof. Well, it's like, wait, well, buddy, let me tell you, try this. And the nuance comes through in such a way you'll think you're not worried about drinking 100 proof, but wait till the 100 proof comes out. This is such a lovely product. I want you to talk a little bit about what your flavor philosophy was in creating it and oh, blending it. How as with all art, how did you know the painting was done? How did you know the bourbon knew, was this? We knew the size of the canvas. We knew immediate approachability and nuance and like just exactly what you said, irresistible. So when you know the size of your canvas, you've got to then fill that canvas with what you can. And so we know we wanted, we knew we wanted high rye, but you've got to balance that rye out, not just with the sweetness of corn, right? You've got these two small grains that can really play off of one another and create what we were searching for, which is equal sensory proportion. People say, well, what is the definition of that? And the definition of equal sensory proportion would really be that, that all of those grains are expressed over your palate, but in total balance and harmony. And we're not trying to sound like kumbaya about it. You know what I mean? 
that's literally what you have. And so one of the things why, you know, we're 22% rise, 65% corn, but the wheat and the barley we now, right now as a company, we keep it a secret. And Jim Rutledge even said he was so funny. He goes, no, I respect that. It's not going to last, but we keep it a secret because I know Jim's the best man. And again, like uh, being able to be like spoken to and mentored by these just like bourbon, you know, these like gods of bourbon. But the reality of it is, is that we, um, we spent six months just adjusting wheat and barley to get that equal century proportion, right? And so that's not an easy feat. These are two small grains that we spent half of a year just adjusting. Yeah, and on a very simplistic level, I think it was more like we knew we wanted to cater to people like Ian and myself or you, Jennifer, who do drink bourbon often and understand bourbon and have a specific palate. But also we wanted to cater to people who really have never tried bourbon or have a negative connotation with with you know dark spirits in general and we wanted them to try it and think oh wow this is really smooth maybe i'll drink this instead of you know tequila which is my go-to right so it's like it's really about bringing in a new audience as well yeah that and by the way just to say that really quickly Jennifer, the two second version of that is again we're not stupid although there are some people who might argue with that but, i might argue but we knew that we had an amazing audience of you know, look, in the whiskey space, the biggest whiskey question, the $6 billion question is, how do you get women drinking whiskey? We weren't trying to get women to drink whiskey. We just knew we had a lot of ears of people and and we wanted them to experience this amazingness. And so it was never about coming into the bourbon category to dilute the bourbon category. It was about coming into the bourbon category to build the bourbon category, to introduce new people into the bourbon category and by virtue of doing that, it's a whole, not just the spirit side of it, it's the culinary side of it. Yeah, and it's, yeah, it's crazy. Um, so. I wanna, I, wanna, I wanna say two things. First of all, to me, when I was talking to Michael about this and we were getting ready for this segment, I talked with some people on your team and I've really just been thinking about you guys and uh -oh. digging deep and visiting the smell experience of this. Do you know what this is? This is the art of bourbon. This isn't just the textbook, go to a club in Kentucky, there's only one way to express bourbon, bourbon. This is the art of bourbon. And I can't pay you a higher compliment than to say, I love the way you play the chords and flavors and notes of bourbon. I think it's Thank really you. lovely. I don't wanna overplay the art thing, but this is really lovely. The second thing I wanna say to you guys, and, and I think this is really important, this is something you can imagine having paired with many different cuisines in every region of the world, in every region of the country, without telling me that you guys love to eat, you tell me you love to eat because you made something that goes really well with things I love to eat. Talk a little bit about how friendly your bourbon is to pairing with great it's food. unbelievable. Paul is now vegan. And so when we're really looking at flavor profiles within that space or in the space of food in general. One thing that really stands out in this, the approachability side of it, it's not overwhelming and overpowering. So because it's got that, that oak and that sweetness to it, there's also a little bit of spice. So lots of across the board, a tremendous amount of fusion type foods, it goes so well with, but also too, 
because it's got that sweetness, it can play hardball with citrusy food and stuff. So if you're looking at more in the vegetable space, you've got a lot of citrus elements, right? Whether it's salads, whether it's in vegetables in general, um, that also plays really, really, really nicely. So it's not just, you know, that this is going with, with steak and potatoes. No, this is going with vegetables. This is going with um, even fruits, but also across the plane of the culinary space, each individual, particularly ethnic foods as well. And that is where we really win and that we're so excited with. We paired this with Thai food, with Indian food, with Indian food, Chinese, yes, yes, Japanese. Yes. Like we went across the board and really, really dug deep into that space, like with a shovel, you know? Um, and that's what was so exciting. And again, that's also too why we're so excited about not just this rye, but our 100 proof too, because just the cock, oh, that's me, making sure it's not about the munchkin. Yeah. By the way, Paul, Paul, I've got to tell you this. My friend JJ Cass has a company called Tyndall, T-I-N-D-L-E. They make plant-based chicken. They make a fried chicken, Tyndall, plant-based chicken. They made a, fr a spicy fried chicken sandwich preparation wow, that's, that's all vegan. Tyndall. That would be so sensational. You feel like you're in Tennessee that's having down. the like tingle your lips to happiness, spicy fried chicken sandwich that's plant-based chicken. We, I'll yeah. connect you with JJ and they've Great folks at Tyndall. Their stuff is amazing. I know, not, not Tinder. Tinder, I know. Did somebody say Tinder? Tinder? I'm just watching. I just want to see what's going on. Uh, gentlemen, today is actually Michael's birthday. Can we raise a glass to our publisher, Michael Pollard? Hey! The big 3 0. Yeah. Cheers. 20, 25. 20, not even backwards, Ian. Not even backwards. Happy birthday, Michael. Cheers, my man. Thanks, guys. Keep going. Cheers. Don't worry about Happy birthday. Thank you, guys. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Before we take our sip and do our tasting properly, we're going to um, ask you a question um, before we go too much further to come back to the bourbon. And I want to make sure we, what is the, the spirit? We understand the intentions. We understand the art. We understand the bonding. We understand where it comes from. What's your house toast that you share with friends and one another when you pour a glass of Brothers Bond? Well, we, we made a joke about this. There's 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 one of them that is not uh, PG and uh, should definitely not be talked about in public. What are you talking? Um, about? But no, there's the the what toast. Are you about? Yeah, no, no, I'm taking a joke. Just like the old ones, you know, like when you're young and stupid. Uh, our literally our house toast and and lit. I mean, it sounds so cheesy uh, because obviously it's not just about brothers, um, but we're primarily with each other. Um, and so we always, we look at each other and we always toast and we say to, to brotherhood. brotherhood because that's like, I mean, again, it's not just what made our lives so special. I mean, listen, we worked our asses off for this. Let me tell you, being on a TV show for eight years, people say, oh, the life of these cushy actors. We did a hundred hours a week and I flew 90 flights a year for a decade. And, and let's, like, and let's just like, go back and tell a, everybody a little bit about your little show, as you were just saying, because it's not a little show. It was a globally impactful show. And one of the things I want to point out is that it created among everybody who's on with us right now on Facebook, the messages you get, you created 
a bond with everybody that watched you do your thing. Talk a little bit about the show and talk a little bit about the unique bond that you cultivated in your audience. You know, there's a lot of uh, um, television shows out there, obviously. I think what what's really cool about ours and kind of distinctive is that, um, you know, a lot of people say to Ian and me that, um, that they, that it really helped them through a difficult time. Um, I think our show is escapism in, in the best way, in the sense that, you know, people really got to go. It's not a fantasy show, but it kind of is a fantasy show. It's a fantasy show really based in reality. And so people were able to more easily use it as a form of escapism in a positive way. So if they're going through like, you know, a difficult time or they're, you know, sick or someone is sick, et cetera, they're able to temporarily go to that world. And I think that um, is something that we, you know, we're really happy when we go to conventions or, you know, whatever, Comic-Cons and things, people will say that to us. Or people run up to us in the street. On the street, know. whatever, yeah. Because you got to um, realize, oh, sorry. Sure, no, no, on. and so like our, and so like I, I always say, and Ian and I always say like that brother's bond in a way is a form of escapism as well. And so we try to like sort of mimic that or duplicate that in a way. Well, that was what we went through with the with the label, right? By the way, we just won a bronze um, award in an advertising <laughs> it's, or a label contest. But the, the whole idea was, was Jennifer was that, like Paul had mentioned, and Paul was the one that brought this up, escapism, right? And, and, and one of the things that we loved about this is that it's calming, it gives a sense of, of inspiration, aspiration, but a sense, an overwhelming sense of the sort of like calm and nostalgia, which in this fast paced, insane world that we live in, that's really important. And so we also sat, you know, so many people after a long week or a long day, you know, they maybe pop open a beer or something and you're living with that label, that bottle, or this, when you have a bourbon, this bottle at that moment is the most intimate thing to you. You're holding it in your hand. To be that close to someone and have their direct focus and attention, you're either their significant other or they're just about to eat you or you're, it's their animal. That's like their closest, you know, unless it's their family or friends. That's the only time you're that close to someone. And in the quiet of that moment, all they have to do is focus on that label. And so what is it that, what experience do you want to give them? What do you want to provide for them in that moment as they just watch your fucking- And by the way, it looks fantastic on a vintage bar cart in case you didn't know. Oh, I did. Oh, we do. have a vintage bar cart. We we looked at it in Paul's bar cart so many times, so many photos and like, but but, um, what was the initial question? Sorry. Oh, the connection to people. So many- so many people will say to us, yeah, I watched this show when my mom was dying of cancer. That's those are the memories I have. Or I watched this throughout high school and it got or my me. mom and I watched it. Or my, that's what I'm saying. My yeah. mom and I watched this together or my dad and I or it created this. It closed this sort of parental loophole where kids could start talking to their parents and parents could start talking to their kids. And it opened people up in a way because initially the show was about it's OK to be different. It's okay to be sad. It's okay to have an addiction. It's okay to having lost your you know, significant other or your parents. It was, that's what it was about. It was about breaking down those barriers. And we all feel a little alone in our own world sometimes. And this show said, that's okay. But then it changed from this global teen you know, phenomenon 
to something where the demographics skewed way, 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 way older. And so the demographics of Vampire Diaries went from like 10 to 70 and and ultimately became one of the single most watched television shows. In the and, and can I just share with you a perspective that was shared with me when people knew that we were going to be talking to you today? You help people make peace, make peace with the differences, make peace with the everything. And being able to make peace with oneself. Not if they're cheap babies that's when they're not at peace, when they're yeah. warring. Sorry, I know, but, but you, your work lends itself to helping people make peace with things, I believe. Before we, and you're being incredibly well, generous with your time. I am so thrilled that we're here in your private saloon in the Brothers Bond. We can't avoid the topic of bond as its roots in bourbon bottled in bond. Bonding has a very assuring quality about the quality of a spirit. And I want to suggest that if we really were great human beings, we would use the bond that you two demonstrate in your friendship, in your collaborations, in this product, to being something much more than a locked warehouse keeping things secure. That if things start in bond, as it does with you, and then bottles in bond as all great bourbons do that you really give us an example of how we can sip and join the bond and to me that is an incredible gift and art so to brotherhood, brotherhood. we're going to have all your we're going to have all your recipes i am getting so many messages on the back channel when can we see you in your next project what's up next for you guys where can we are you going to start making fantastic sipping shows and cocktail exploration shows and mixology shows and crazy? So this guy, did we do a traveling bourbon show. This guy did. Um, this guy, I'm gonna have a toast to you, my brother. This guy just booked a uh, not booked. He is uh, involved in a massive project, which now he is Captain Kirk in Paramount Star Trek, which is massive so congratulations Thanks, to him buddy. yeah it's super exciting and, and a, a different uh obviously um demographic in a good way you know i mean i'm 39 you know so it's like you know to play this this hero this true like hero legend this legend um is i think something that i'm excited to do for the next chapter you know um and it's you know it's a huge undertaking no pressure it's uh yeah it's huge and so it's such an amazing thing i um you know i've been raising uh, nick and i've been raising our, our daughter for a great number of years and we've been really focused on building this company and i haven't been on camera um i haven't been on a tv show um in three years and wasn't planning on acting at all for another probably year um year or so uh, but I'm so grateful, you know, Paul is like a true artist and an actor and he's been out there just, he's been busting his ass. And so I'm really, I'm really grateful that he's like taken on that role he has because between raising this kid and building this company, um, I don't know how, I, I don't know how I would do it. Well, so, also that's what's cool about having, um, well, there's two of us, there's two of us, right? So like, you know, if Ian's off doing something, I'll then take more of the sort of uh, the bourbon uh, load and then vice versa, you know? And so it's kind of, 
kind of nice actually because you can sort of divvy up responsibilities um, well can i tell you i am i literally have goosebumps when you said that because all i can imagine is captain kirk's intergalactic sazerac with the rye that you're producing trust me our well rye, yeah. Yeah. Right. I, I I can tell you now. I gave the bourbon to um, everyone on the on the you know the the writers, the the showrunners, the the, the 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 cast, and they all love it. So they're yes. all, they've all been drinking Brothers Bond. Yes, so. man. <laughs> on the Enterprise. I love yeah. it. I love it. We've got to come I, up with a great intergalactic really Sazerac recipe, though, which of course is the historical drink of New Orleans, and it ties back together to all our bonds. We need like a we need like a moon dust. They drink in space. Yeah, right. I know. We need like a moon dust cocktail. You know, something like <laughs> moon dust. If we cocktail. could make an ass Jennifer, an ice cube shaped like an asteroid or something, that would be kind of cool too. Like right in the. Anyway, Romulan Romulan rye. <laughs> All right. Oh my gosh. So I just have to before we get into these cocktails, I just have to say, like all jokes aside. Food and beverage has been so awesome to us, with us, for us. It is truly an honor. I mean, you are a James Beard. Like, you're so it's like it's this amazing food and beverage stamp of approval. And so, for us, I just it doesn't go unnoticed and doesn't go untalked about in this space. I mean, literally, up until 48 hours ago. This lives there, um, but my dog was going to destroy it. And we only have two of them, and one of them. You know, we can always get you another and one. one of on my... Yeah, you're the best. But that's the, the you know, this is a really big deal for us. We gave everything we had for this. We put everything into this. And while Paul <clears throat> is busting his ass in Toronto shooting, I'm on the ground now. You know, just writing out what we would typically be doing together, and then he'll come in town. We'll do the stuff. So. Just thank you for your expertise and your kind words and literally going to bat saying, okay, I'm going to taste this and give it, I'm only going to say, I'm only going to say what it really deserves. And you've really said some amazing things. So thank you. Cause it means the world. Cause this is, I'm going to tell life. you something, one sip. And I knew that I wanted to go out on a food tour with you. We bring a bottle tasting glasses and we'll hit some of the hot spots that each of us knows and loves and say this will go with this this will go really well with this let's go find that tindall fried chicken sandwich let's go over to felipe's and get a hot beef sandwich where they invented the french felipe. dip with a little spicy mustard in this ha that would be great there are flavors that are waiting to be paired and your connoisseurship is identifiable by virtue of knowing that this is what this should be my heartiest compliments gentlemen Thank you, sister. Brotherhood. To brotherhood. Cheers. We've got all the recipes. Michael. We're going to share them with everybody. Happy birthday, brother. Yes, the recipes, again, really quickly, Jennifer, the two-second version of this is that was the other side of our business that, that we wanted to build out was a, a seasonality that allowed these cocktails and this bourbon to be integrated into what, not just whatever season, but to people that... You know, I don't even put ice on our bourbon anymore. I just drink it straight. It's so it's just I drink it neat. But people want to. I mean, cocktails are important and they're yummy. And 
we built out an entire seasonal cocktail strategy that really lends itself. Look, they're classic cocktails, but just our twist. But we got to work with one of the best mixologists in the world in detail. And so we're never going to stop innovating ever, 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 ever. But thank you for mentioning that because our cocktail list is through the roof. And if you go on our it's website, phenomenal. you'll find that cocktail it's, list. It's insane. Listen, you it's could like, take your bourbon great. and your rye when it comes out and you could spend a hundred months with different versions of a single recipe, the Manhattan or the old fashioned or the Sazerac or the Boulevardier. You could take these drinks and with different vermouths and different bitters and different combinations, explore the full dimension of what you've given the world to paint with and play with. Thank you for that. It's pretty, it's pretty. If I could turn this thing and show you like what is on, uh, what is on our, hold on, I got our kitchen counter. Look, look at this. Now you'll see Spencer. That's okay. Oh. Look, at, what, look at what's on our, oh, that is awesome. literally our that's counter. That's awesome. And that's all the rye. In that oh, box, that's, that's awesome. the rye. Like, we are constantly innovating. Like, this is, is your art studio. What we come in. To. It's our art studio. Yeah, it's, it's our literally it. This is our like uh, creative space where we hang and we talk, we sip, we do interviews. We, you know, it's just kind of like it's our brother's bond. Well, thank you for welcoming us we into your studio and thank you for the art of bourbon. Brother's bond can be found. Thank you so Let's much. talk a little bit of where are the best places have you found it? Uh, where are you excited to walk into and taste it and try it? Where do you send people when you tell them, go find it here, go see this guy? Because you've got a lot of friends in the business now. A lot of people have come on board because you've done something so exceptionally good. Talk a little bit about where you dream of sending people and where you send people to have this experience. What kind of place is a Brothers Bond kind of place? You mean on-premise on or off-premise? Honestly, our partners on premise and off premise have become so massive that the, the the managers and spirits managers of these places, whether it's a bar or whether it's at the Four Seasons in Hawaii, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or at Whole Foods or Ralph's or or, or like or a Kroger Jersey or like or, a New Jersey where I'm from, you know, like a dope little like restaurant in Jersey that's like small town, you yep. know. I, I think like it really, and, and you know, what's cool about our bourbon is like, you can have it in the winter and you can have it in the summer on the beach, you know, we're on the beach right now. And it's like, it just goes well because it's not, you know, because it's, it, it adapts to its setting really. Um, so I, I know it's kind of a non-answer. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing is that we're so excited. Depends on what's your, what is it that you want? What kind of food do you want? And what store are you closest to? Because we have some amazing partners like, you know, even down like in San Diego, there's a couple of big online um, retailers that do massive business. And then there are some here in L.A. that is one tiny place, but that's famous because it's on a famous road or it's been owned by the same people for 90 years. And they went through prohibition, like the amount of relationships that we've built yeah. with bar store owners that range from 29 to 90 <laughs> is really special and to walk into any place and see that bottle this bottle that we gave 
every single thing we had to get up there is like still all right where am i going to go in la um, i'm in la where do you want me to go where's the one place you say go there and have a sip and you'll really understand the essence of the bond so well we got a lot of I mean, there's a lot of places. I mean, you here. and I just—I mean, I know you can't pick just we, one. Where are we going? Let me going tell to, you where I'm going to be. I'm going to be in West Palo. Yeah, yeah, what so. part of town? Oh, good. Craig's. Go to Craig's. <laughs> By the way, Craig's. We were just there two nights ago. I mean, like Craig's. Our, our buddy Peter runs that place. Craig's. If you walk into Craig's. Uh, on, it's very old school Hollywood, right? It's old school. It's Hollywood. in West Hollywood, but on West in West Hollywood. You walk There's a great Craig's, bar, killer bar, great, great bartenders, and inside is all like the cool. Those it feels kind of like a speakeasy. It's very cool, old like old Hollywood. Walk into that bar, and those bartenders will set you up with the yummiest cocktail, or pour it right out. Boom! They'll it's right there, back bar. They'll just dole it out, and it's so yummy. We were just there, and going, you know, and seeing the bottles just go. And um, Peter, our buddy who runs that place, he looks at me and he goes, you know, I'm kind of mad at myself because uh, I didn't order enough for this weekend. <laughs> and they were just gone. <laughs> gone. The bottles were literally well, listen, I'm getting the, I'm getting the, uh, I'm wrap it up because you've been extremely generous and extremely gracious. And we've gone over the time that we had allotted. But I'm telling you, having you at our table is like being with dear friends. The bond is real. The intentions are real. And if you were at my table, instead of my being at your table right now, I would tell you I'd be taking a wedge of sweet, ripe, seasonal ruby red grapefruit and garnishing it in this. The little peppery notes and the citrus notes bring out something magical for this time of day because it's still daytime. But more than anything else, I want to say thank you for making this time to be with us. And thank you for the art of bourbon. Please know you're welcome back anytime. You're part of the food and beverage family. We absolutely adore you. We wish you all the success in the world as you travel through the universe and around the galaxy and know that there will always be a place to welcome you home to at the Food and Beverage Magazine family table. Thank you so Cheers. much. Cheers. Thank you. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. And, and listen, you know, we had built out such we were going to make some unbelievable cocktails. can we do it now do we have time still can we have can, do we have time to do one because if we actually know what you know what it's up to you because i'm getting can we make one can we, we make, make one? one i gotta head out by 12. okay 12 minutes all right, let's, let's make, make one, one. All, right, Paul's up. Mm -hmm. all right so check this out what do you so answer riddle me this jennifer what do you think people want to see so there's two ways to go obviously there's a classic uh, an old fashioned, which is obviously our taste of our spin on a classic old fashioned, super yummy. We do it with Amaro or the Mystic Charmer, which, by the way, is a larger format cocktail. It's ice, but it's 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 lemon, honey syrup, yes. ginger, uh, yes. ginger ale. Yes. Bigger for it's a big yes. summery yes. yummy. Yes. So let's do that. So check the recipe out. looks amazing. And so I can I read through it and I know what it's going to look like as you make it. That's going to be something really fun. And it's actually going to show people a couple of techniques that they can use. And if they don't have one ingredient, they can learn and substitute something else. Who is that? That's Greggy. That's the most 
This is Gregory, the most handsome dog. He's gorgeous. So check this out, everybody. This is what this is kind of like. What is kind of amazing about um, our drink? So uh, what we're gonna do is we're gonna do 1.5 ounces of Brothers Bond Bourbon for each one, which is the most important ingredient. I know no, you no, no. We don't. Brothers, we don't have to go. Sure. We can stay all day with you, but I know Paul does. So here, let me get you in the frame, dog. Oh, it's all good. It's all about the drinks, baby. It's all about the drinks, baby. So check this out, guys, everybody listening. So 1.5 ounces of Brothers Bond. Um, we're going to do two of them. This drink. I, yeah, this is my mom's favorite. And, and we actually ran this through a name generator because we didn't know what to do with it because it was so yummy. And actually Mystic Charmer came up. Mystic Falls is the town in which Vampire Diaries took place in, which is kind of insane, literally. So we're going to do 1.5 ounces of um, lemon juice. So we're going to do two of those because there's two of us. Boom. Now we're going to do um, 0.5 ounces of honey syrup. Now, obviously, Jennifer, you know this. Honey syrup is so easy to make. It's equal parts water, equal parts honey. It, it, and it 0.5 takes, ounces of lemon juice. You said 1.5. Oh, no. sorry. 0.5 yeah, yeah, ounces. Yeah, yeah. 0.5 ounces of honey syrup. It's just... It's so simple to do, and it's so yummy. It really changes, you know, and obviously then you have to let it cool. Before and you and wherever you are, you can get the honey that has the taste of place where you are. So if you're in the Southwest, you can get the mesquite honey. If you're in California, you can get the citrus honey. There are flavors in the honey that really tell you where you are in the world. It's what a great thing wherever you are to make it connected, bonded to your place. I love that. And also, too, just a quick note, if you have allergy issues. If you eat the honey within 50 square miles of where you are, if you travel a lot or you're having allergy issues, that can actually really, really, really help. So um, what do we have? Now? Okay, so we're going to, yep. So we're going to fill these guys with ice, right? This is, again, it's a larger format than you're typically going to be drinking bourbon. But that's, again, by the way, Jennifer, it's about giving people an experience, right? So if you're sitting at the pool or you're sitting by the fire, it's freezing cold or it's steaming hot, you can sit poolside or fireside with this cocktail. You don't have to hold on to the glass, right? Now, what we're going to do is we're going to put, right? put some ice in here. We're going to give this a little good shake. Shaky shake? Yep, just do about 10 seconds. This is such an easy cocktail and it's so fun. We got our own strainer. We built out all these amazing products, actually. Guys, you know what's so interesting is as actors and you take on characters and you really are artists of the human form and you are rewarding humans with these expressions and cocktails. How do you see the connection between your work as actor artists and as mixology artists and bourbon artists? Please, I don't pretend to be a mixology artist. Thank God we have an amazing mixologist that we work with together, though, and we all try to create the best. By the way, he's topping this with ginger ale. Topping it with ginger ale. Just for the record. You can do a lemon wheel, or you can actually just do the lemon inside. I prefer to do the lemon side. Um, and actually, we got... We, that's it. There you, we, could, oh, you could stir it, but we don't need to stir it. I don't need to stir it. It's all pretty stirred up. So that. check this out, Jennifer. Look at this. You've got a large format that you don't have to hold the glass. So tall, cool, quenching, so dreamy. dreamy, charming. 
mystic. Yeah, yeah. Dizzle, you could have this. You could have this anywhere. No, anywhere it matters. You could have this on the on the beach, or you could have it, you know, in a in a cabin in the winter. So. Yeah. Cheers yeah. to you. Oh, here he is. And we should say Shelby Politz, Michael's daughter, chimed in with her hellos and compliments. Shelby's a big fan of yours, and she joined us today as well. Thank you, Shelby. Thank you, thank you, thank you Michael. That thank you, man. so delicious. As you should, but it's your birthday. I forgive you. Only Appreciate today. <laughs> and guys, I just want you to know, like, we have such um, not just respect and gratitude for this publication, but what we've, you know, I, this the amount of people that, because this is, you know, one of the things about food and beverage is so amazing is you all love to keep the food and beverage side alive, right? So it's really celebrating restaurants and bars and the people making the food and delivering the food and making these drinks and delivering these drinks. That's very much in your core DNA. And so we're so grateful for that because for us, that's where this lived. So thank you for doing that. You know what I mean? Um, it's really, really special. And, Listen, and so, you guys, it's a you know, service like industry. And all the boys and girls in our industry that lost their gigs through COVID, that stuck with it, that have a passion and a talent that they want to stay in this business. And we don't want to have a talent drain. I just want to thank you for recognizing that in their way, they're the ones that cultivate hospitality and conviviality. That is what we experience when we walk in anywhere in the world. This is part of the food and beverage family. And I really want to thank you for honoring all of them by being here and sharing this with us. Thank you. I listen. I, I I should be so lucky. Thank you, gentlemen. Cheers to brotherhood. Thank you. I appreciate great chatting. Happy birthday again, Jennifer. Thanks for your expertise and, and passion. Thanks, guys. All right. Bye bye.